I'm not going to be preaching about my wild and precious yard or garden today, folks, in case you saw that title. I'm a little angry about that. I had it all planned out and ready to go. I was even ready for the service early. I had matched all the order of service slide prompts with the PowerPoint slides that Denise had prepared and I'd cleaned it all up by Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. And at 4.30, my husband called to ask me if I was watching what was going on. I had no idea what he was talking about. I had been blissfully working and being productive all day. After I turned on the news, it was hard to pull myself away to do anything else, even though I had other things to do. And I still find it easy to get lured into the news and into updates. And I'm allowing myself to have that. I was excited about the service I had planned and the sermon that was all but written, excited about a new year and about the upcoming Vision Cafes and excited about folks who are finding UU Church of Loudoun and finding a home for themselves. And dang, if they didn't have to go and ruin it. Add to that a record number of deaths on Wednesday, near 4,000, which has now been topped each day since. So in my mind, my subversive title for today's service is White Supremacy Ruins Everything. In light of what happened on Wednesday, and being up to 4,000 deaths daily from COVID-19, my sermon is so small. I know that many of us saw that something like this was possible, but it doesn't mean that we know what to do about it or what to do next in the middle of a global pandemic. We are heartsick. We are also clear how different Wednesday at the Capitol would have been if the people who stormed it had been black indigenous people of color. It would have had a very different outcome and preparations by law enforcement ahead of time would also have been very different. It is glaringly obvious. We are tired. Trauma, exhaustion, fatigue, sadness, anger, outrage, families broken apart by politics, deep divisions in this country, along with the pandemic. Life has changed so much over the last year. Reverend Erica Hewitt encouraged you use this week not to move on too quickly. A lot of conservatives in the country are trying to move on after yesterday's domestic terror, after um, Wednesday's domestic terrorist attack, but Let's move on isn't just a form of gaslighting, it's an erasure, a slippery evasion of accountability, she says. Do we have to talk about that? Let's move on, we'll say. It's a means of overruling one's person or a group's injury or one person's injury or a group's injury or even blaming the injured for asking for acknowledgement. Are you still talking about that? Why can't you move on? That pattern of let's move on has followed every harmful chapter. Colonization, decimation of native peoples, slavery, every harmful chapter of our collective story. There's been a refusal to lament over smoking ruins, to self-correct or to initiate repair. The injured become responsible for their own repair and witnessing each other's laments while the purple Perpetrators just move on, gliding their, their way forward on insulated privilege. This week, 
um, Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, who was a black woman. She's a, she's the minister of middle collegiate church in New York city tweeted that she's so damn tired of living in a country that treats black grief as a threat and white rage as a sacrament. Indeed. A meme I saw this week says that we aren't, we aren't from a black person said, we aren't asking you to shoot the insurrectionists like you shoot black people. We're asking you to not to shoot black people like you don't shoot the white people. We must practice lingering in the act of witness to summon our grief and empathy, to notice how much work it requires to stop ourselves if we begin to minimize someone else's pain. The more we can afford to harden our hearts, the more important it is to find another hurting soul and let our hearts bleed with theirs. It can be really uncomfortable, but one of the ways to be able to truly move on together collectively is to be with the pain. And in being with the pain, we can find a new way of being. UU theologian Re Rebecca Parker writes, Legacies of violence, terror, and trauma continue to bring anguish into the world. Now more than ever, people of conscience and love need to do the hard work of theological thinking that deconstructs religion that sanctions violence. We need to rededicate ourselves to the creation of life-giving theologies justice-making religious communities, and joy-infusing spiritual practices. What beliefs do we have that are life-giving? A belief that all are worthy of love. That's what we have. A belief that we are connected in mystery and miracle to this earth and to each other. That we are all part of that interdependent web of existence. And how do we make justice as a religious community? If anything, at least for me, Wednesday's event highlights the need for us to become clearer as a religious community about what we are and who we need to be in Loudoun County. There are Nazis here in Loudoun County. We must be a moral religious voice for goodness and decency and the common good. We must be a justice-making community. One of the things white supremacy culture and narcissism in particular does is rob us of our joy. We're called as Unitarian Universalists to live lives of joy and resilience. Joy-infusing spiritual practices, says Rebecca Parker, we cannot forget or let go of what brings us joy. One trait of narcissism or living with a narcissist, which I think we have been doing for the last several years. And a sign of trauma is that we feel we do not deserve joy. We don't deserve to be happy. This is another lie. One of the best things we can do is to love life itself. 
it is too soon over. We have just a brief time on this earth, really, with this body in this life. And we must participate in those things that are joy-giving in our personal lives and in our religious community. It doesn't mean that we excuse or forget the horrors. It means that we, su we sustain our work for justice and help to imagine what it can be. Our joy can be in life itself, a life on a beautiful planet, the amazement of Earth's ecology, the body's ecology, and how they work, that the Earth turns and the sun appears, that there are millions of stars and growing things, simple, joyful, grateful lives, and relationships with each other. I believe in these days that my hope is closely tied to joy. And I do still have hope, maybe more than ever, now that things are being uncovered, that the wound is being exposed. Greta Thunberg says that once we act, hope is everywhere. What we can't forget about Wednesday is that voter suppression was overcome in the state of Georgia. As one of you reminded me this week, Georgia is not a red state, it's a voter suppressed state. And there was a team, a small group of women who began years ago to turn that around, women of color, who began to turn that around. And this year, a team of women at this congregation did our part to help that happen. 300 postcards from this congregation were sent to Georgia residents to remind folks to vote. That brings me joy that we had some small part in turning that around. The greatest threat to white supremacy is democracy and democracy is always at risk. In his book, Healing the Heart of Democracy, Parker Palmer writes that government of the people, by the people, and for the people is a nonstop experiment in the strength and weakness of our political institutions, our local communities and associations, and the human heart. Its outcome can never be taken for granted. The democratic experiment is endless unless we blow up the lab and the explosives to do the job are found within us. But so also within us is the heart's alchemy that can turn suffering into community, can turn conflict into the energy of creativity and can turn tension into an opening toward the common good. So let us bear witness to what is happening and not look away. Let us be a life-giving community. Let us find creative ways to make justice happen and to know that it is, it is our spiritual practice to find and keep joy in our hearts and lives. Let us find the courage to do the next right things, even the small things that may not seem to add up to much. The bad news will still be there, but so are we. Let us make better days for all. May we allow our lives to flow on toward community and justice and joy.
May it be so. Blessed be and amen. Please join in singing our closing hymn, My Life Flows On. <laughs>